Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. <laughs> what is up, Micah, man? I'm chilling, Stevie Stacks. How you doing? Doing great, man. It's getting cold weather, um, bundled up. Yeah, I like it. I dig it. Uh, we got a special guest. This is episode 140 of your favorite Airbnb VRBO real estate podcast. And we're uh, coming at you with a, a special guest, very special guest. You heard of her on Bigger Pockets, and now she's on Live Let Thrive. And her name is Shelby Osborne. Hey what guys. up, Shelby? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are wild. I love it. <laughs> we're a little, bit, a little bit wild. You seem like you're wound up. So that, this is going to be a fun show. I got some coffee. Oh, yeah. So we're going to just, ah, you know. Perfect. Have a good Brilliant. time. Yeah, so, <laughs> so let, let's hop to it. So, Steve, well, did you have an intro for uh, Shelby or? Oh, um, she's nah, a I bad, just said you're on the Let me let me introduce it. So, she uh, acquired you acquired fifty one doors, right? Yes. And do you require acquired them all through the birth strategy? No, not all of them. Oh. I've done any way that I can get my hands on them. <laughs> by any means so she has 51 doors she does airbnb and uh she is here on the show straight out of north carolina so shelby let us know how did you get started and how did you get up to 51 doors sure yeah um so i got started when i got out of the military i was in the army for six years and after being in the army great experience no regrets at all um but it it becomes super frustrating and I got really tired of dealing with like the typical issues that military members face. So like lack of common sense (laughs) and disregard for like people's lives. So I was like, Hey, I don't want to do this for the Rex, you know, 15 years, I could see my future all the way to the end. And I was like, nah, I'm good. So I started listening to podcasts, reading books, trying to figure out what was a better route for me and stumbled upon, you know, bigger pockets and Robert Kiyosaki and all the things that normal people do when they get into real estate. And I was like, yo, that sounds, I can do that. Yeah, I'll do that. So (laughs) I got out of the army and got my real estate license actually before I got out. I got it at night, night school and bought my first intentional investment property in November of 2017 and got out of the military in January 2018. And my first year I did, um, I had 16 doors by the end of it and was Keller Williams Rookie of the Year as an agent. So falls to the wall on both sides. Um, and yeah, I just kept going. Was that the question? That's, that's great. How did you get 16 doors in one year? Uh, um, yeah. Okay. So I, my very first one ever was a primary residence purchase back in 2013. So I had a primary residence that was not an investment property. So that was one. And then in November of 2017, I bought a duplex. So all about the multis, especially, um, I mean, it just makes so much sense if you buy one property and you get multiple doors, it's just yeah, logical. Um, so did a duplex there. And then I used my VA loan because primary residence loans are the bomb and I got four more doors on my quad. And then at that point, this was March of 2018 and I stopped getting my W2 paychecks from the army and I went to a bank and was like, Hey, can I get a loan? And they're like, nah, (laughs) because as a real estate agent, it's commission based. And they're like, you have no proof that you can survive. 
So um, I started getting into private money and private money has been really good to me and um, really fortunate about my sphere of influence and my sphere of influence's sphere of influence who trust me enough to use their money for deals. And um, then I use the birth strategy so I could just raise X amount of private money and then recycle it. So that's what I did for my next single family duplex and that the six unit apartment complex. And that was the end. And I hope that 16 year olds, my mouth is bad and that's <laughs> it for the first year. <laughs> so how did you get into private money? Well, when the banks told me they wouldn't give me any more loans, I was like, well, I have to do it somehow. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> and hard money, the rates are just gross. And granted, I use hard money still often. Um, but private money is amazing, especially like it's, it's really, it can be a win-win for people, especially if they have their money just sitting in a bank and it's very slowly like the, you know, the interest rate accrues is so little compared to, you know, something that you could offer that is a great deal compared to hard money, but a great deal for them as well. So it's really just a win-win. Wow. Like, did you, how did you, I guess the question would be, how did you private lenders? Uh, so that's what I meant by sphere of influence. So my, okay, so I, I won't shut up about things that I'm passionate about and really fortunate that my family has friends and friends of friends who have money saved from their entire lives, older people, and they like me enough. And then it's great because from there they tell other people and that has what's you know, gotten more and more private money in my world is just by doing what you're supposed to do, being trustworthy and follow, you know, doing the right things and the word is passed along. So damn good reputation. I like it. <laughs> so out of your 51 doors, how many of those are Airbnbs? Oh, uh, I knew you're going to ask that. That's like the only thing I prep. <laughs> <laughs> 18 of the doors are Ooh. Airbnbs, but four of which I don't own. I have four Airbnb arbitrages. So I have 14 and then plus the four. Okay. So eight, 18 doors, Airbnb out. And then you, yeah, well, okay. One of them is a work in progress. There's okay. Let me even look at my mouth. So I recently acquired an eight unit. This is super cool. I'll tell you why not. Um, it's, (laughs) it's a giant historic mansion in the, the oldest district in Fayetteville. I'm in Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is like outside of Fort Bragg. Um, but it is the oldest house in the oldest district. So we literally like, it's me and two partners. We just got this eight unit and we're completely renovating it. So it was a mansion and they chopped it up into different units and, um, we're making it the whole thing Airbnbs. But the reason why I stopped you is because they're not functioning yet. We're still in the rehab process. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what? Not me if I talk in circles. I, I, oh, you <laughs> this is valuable information. So, like, okay. So, how do you manage all your Airbnbs? Do you have a property management company, or and who oh, are yeah. you? So, well, locally, we used someone who we're switching off of right now. Um, not happy. However, at the end of the day, much better than managing myself. Holy crap! Um, and we're switching over to Plushy. Have you guys heard of Plushy? No, that's a new one for me. Right, yeah, so I have, I'm not sure. Um, one of, we have a lot of interns in my company now, and I just task them with like Googling, figure out, you know, what's the best and set up some interviews. So we liked Plushy based on the interview, and now I have two Airbnbs with them, but they're very recent switches. So I'm monitoring. We'll see how it goes. So Plushy, are they, are they just in North Carolina or are they kind of everywhere? 
that's the reason why I like them. It's that they will do anywhere. They're nationwide, um, from my understanding. And the reason why I did it is because I'm moving to Charlotte in like a month and a half. And I wanted a manager who can do all my properties regardless of where I'm at, especially because, you know, long-term I want to get properties in all the places that I want to visit. (laughs) So I would rather have a manager who, one manager who I could talk to about everything instead of a local guy here, a local guy here and all that stuff. And what's, what's, oh, my bad, Steve, I'm taking over. Is there anything good? What's Plushies percentage they charge you? Uh, so different tiers. The tier I chose is the most hands-off for me, and it's 20%. Oh, 20% for hands-off. I'm with it. Okay. Yeah, same. Okay. <laughs> our, our local guy here was 25%, but then we negotiated. But. Nice. So I guess one thing that you kind of you kind of like said real quickly was like, was like, yeah, they're not doing the best job, but it's better than me doing it. And and I kind of like <laughs> that. That was that's a powerful statement. And it's something I wrestle with right now because I'm having someone do one of my um, Airbnbs right now. You know, I've always managed them myself, but the company's doing well, actually two Airbnbs for me and they got up to a pretty rough start. And so I was like, uh, you know, I want to insert myself on. I want to like, you know, start, you know, messing around with it. Hey, how can we get these numbers up this and that? But then um also, like the way you said it, I'd rather have someone doing not the best job than me having to do it. So that's, that's uh, what, why do you, why do you feel that way? Oh my gosh. If I, if I had guests texting me, I would freaking lose it. Cause I'm already, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already a real estate broker. I'm kind of moving out of that though. The actual dealing with clients type of thing, mm-hmm. but clients are no offense. Real estate investors annoying as shit. And <laughs> love you. Anyone listening, whatever. I love <laughs> So people constantly calling for that. And I already have so many other projects going on, like acquisition stages, rehab stages. Like if I had to do one more freaking thing, like there's no way. And I'm all about leveraging out my weaknesses or the things that I don't enjoy so I can double down on my strengths. So it makes, it's worth it to me. And, and I guess how, how okay. Cause are you managing <laughs> your own rehabs or no? Um, Yes, technically, but not really. So uh, we have really good relationships with the few contractors who we use here in Fayetteville and they, the general contractor is the one who's managing their own project. And then we call them flip Fridays where uh, me and one of my, my partners get in the car and just drive around to all the properties and check in and stuff like that. So it's not a hardcore manage. It's just, it's more fun. So we get to go and check out the progress. Uh, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And one one cool thing that you mentioned there on um, Bigger Pockets was that that you like to go knock on doors that have for rent signs out front. And why why do you like that so much? Yeah, because if they have a crappy for rent like handwritten sign from Lowe's in their yard, I know that they're not like they're not a systematic. They could be great, maybe, but they also there's a strong chance that maybe they hate being a landlord. They fell into it, and they would love for someone to take it away from that like you know off their hands it's a win-win again all about the win-win you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, worth the call for sure that's cool how many have you landed by doing that um the six unit apartment complex and a duplex so two wow that's amazing okay and so and so how did you dis- how did you like get into the airbnb part instead of just long-term renting everything it's actually um, one of my agents, Daniel Kidd. He's pretty awesome. He does. He would be a good person to have on this as well. But um, he did it first, like kind of in our little posse. He had a quadplex and he rented three of them long term and one of them short term. 
and the short term just crushed. Like it's, you know, especially when it's three and then one, you can directly compare the revenue that each is generating. And it just like was above and beyond. And he, then he was very excited about it. So told us, and we're like, you know, screw it. Let's freaking do it. Why not? And it's yeah. performed amazingly. So. Oh, wow. But with the uh, quads, just be wary. I don't know if any of you guys plan on buying multi and renting one unit out as an Airbnb. His tenants do not like it. His long, just, this is just a warning. (laughs) His long-term tenants are not appreciative of the one that is a short-term. So just food for thought. How do you, yeah. How do you, um, I guess, um, work with them on that? Like the ones that don't like it. I don't think, I mean, he's just been like, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, asking the property manager. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So nothing significant. (laughs) So, and, and you have long-term rentals, right? In your long-term, I'm pretty sure you have that all property management. Oh. I did manage up to the first 16. And so, and that has really helped me as well with not only my clients, because if you guys listen to the bigger pockets thing, you know, I'm crazy about checklists and systems. So by doing it myself, the first, like I have a really quick, how to manage, how to self-manage your rental properties, checklist, like and different attachments that are helpful. And I just save it as a draft. So anytime a client or anytime one of my agents who also invests asks, I just send, send. So like being able to do things myself and creating the system before passing it off um, is helpful. Like this. Nice. Nice. Um, so you were in the military yes. and, and so thank you for your service. First of all, Thanks for your support. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 you're very animated. You're like, were, were you a cheerleader when you were younger? Were you like, no, you're I was, no. <laughs> No, I was a gymnast. So oh, but, well, there you go. You just all over the. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so how has the how has the military mindset helped you in your um, real estate investing journey? So much, actually. Um, resilience for sure. Just in the real estate investing is not easy. The army's not easy. So uh, I mean, it can be, but that's a whole other story. But <laughs> <laughs> so it's just about like you have to find a way to make it happen. You have to find a win, a way to win. So when, you know, when I couldn't get a loan, not going to, not going to stop progress. You have to figure out how to do it. You, you know, you hear no all the time and all you have to do is just keep finding the people to ask until you get a yes. Like I hate three foot walls. is what I called them in the army. It's like people will, if you imagine coming up to a three foot wall to be like, Oh, I can't cross it there's a wall in front of me no just like hop over it go around it like there's plenty of options so that kind of mindset um, it's crazy lo- Every, yeah, can- all of our military people that come in here they're killing it straight crushing it adam mm-hmm. shelby alvin man I, I might need to join the service for about a year <laughs> and uh, get that mindset now but uh, there you go yeah but i like that i like that y'all y'all have that, that by any means necessary mentality so totally so okay, so your um your rehabs, how many so how many rehabs do you have going on in time? Like right now, how many rehabs you got going on? Dude, right now is nuts. Um actually we just finished two, so that's good. Um then the biggest one is that eight unit that we bought that we're turning into a nine. That's a huge rehab project. And then we have a flip that's going on too. So if you count properties, that's two, but if you count doors, that's ten. How do you find find and manage good contractors? So hard. That's like, 
it's like the hardest part um it's for me right now it's it's relationships based like I choose the contractor who I have really good communication with over the one who maybe looks more polished and you know sells me a lot of shit because at the end of the day this is actually just happens with my eight unit you know I have a really good relationship with this contractor I know he's a I hope you know what this is. He's a little bit all over the place, like, um, but really, really good dude. And I walked a unit that he said was done. And I literally like took pictures of everything that he wasn't there. And I was like, this is not done. I don't know what you think done is like, no. And the cool part is he's like, well, we banter, of course, we like yell a little bit. And then, (laughs) and then at the end, he's like, no, you're right. Like, I'll fix it. And so that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the one who's like, dude, you're right. I wouldn't want to live here. I'm going to fucking fix it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Oh, Relationships yeah, big time. over anything. And communication, big time. Yeah. So I have a question. So your ones that were you, your, your ones where you rehab and then turn it into an Airbnb. Yes. How long does that rehab take? Like, okay, from rehab and then getting it all the way pushed on Airbnb. I want to know, cause I, I, I had one just done and I want to see how long your timeline is. Like a totally three- depends. Okay. So, well, it depends. It depends on the amount of rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the nine, eight, nine, I don't know what to call it, uh, unit is a disaster because it was built in 1835. So like, oh. that's not even a good example for how long properties should take. But the one, the two that we just finished, um, one was a three, they're both three twos actually. And one was almost a full gut and the other one was not as much. I, um, took about six weeks for the full gut one for the rehab, which I think, well, it's hard because there's so many projects. I guess that's acceptable. I would rather it be like four. Um, And then from there, my Airbnb, which I don't do the design. I don't do any of these things personally anymore because it drives me nuts. So um, my design chick, we have her lined up. We're actually all in a WhatsApp group chat together, all of, so the communication stays really on key. And, um, so she was ready. She had all of her stuff already like in the garage, ready to be put in the the house. And she took about a week and then plushy is so quick. Plushy was like 72 hours from, which is amazing. I think because our guy here required two weeks, the guy on ground and $2,000 startup fee and plushy's not like that at all, which is cool. $2,000 $2,000 sign-up fee. Wow. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the wrong oh, business. I love yeah. that start that process though. Like you boom, boom. This person comes in as soon as the rehab's done, get it up. I, I love that. I love your process. Cause that's what's up. Because it took the me designer makes it. Yeah. What's that? I said mine took me, the rehab took me six weeks. Yeah. It took us damn near three weeks to get on Airbnb due to mm-hmm. lack of systems, we shall say. Yeah. <laughs> And here, here's what I what you I heard something you say WhatsApp. You know I love WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. And what what's cool sure. about about starting a team on there is that um, let's say you have VAs that are helping out with a situation because a lot of them, everybody in the world uses WhatsApp, and um, people fixing up the house. You know, you know, let's say some some Mexicans, Hispanics, you know, they're all on WhatsApp too. So I'm no my people, man. I'm just saying we're everybody. You know, it's everybody uses WhatsApp. That's a good one because I hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it depends because like these um these management companies. Companies, they're oh we're using Wix, we're using this, we're using. I'm like, who uses these other apps? You know, WhatsApp right. is, is the one. So that's cool that you're using that one. I love WhatsApp so much uh, because of the you can retitle all of your groups as well. So like when you have multiple projects, if you the stager and the contractor are all talking about each project, it gets 
buried so fast because you're talking about this project and then boom, 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 boom. By the time I check, I'm not going to scroll up and I'm lost. So the way that we do it in WhatsApp is we create a chat entitled the property. So that way you only talk about each property within that chat and everything stays really um, clean. I like that. Cause I, I've been using telegram. I just got on telegram and it's pretty cool. So WhatsApp. Okay. All right. Yeah. You gotta get on WhatsApp, man. <laughs> and awesome. um, do you, do you, uh, what type of personality do you think you have like an ADD type of, you have, you're all over the place personality. Um, I am high. I'm, I'm very energetic, I would say, but I'm incredibly focused. Like I, I'm not ADD. Like I freaking lock in. Um, I don't know if you do like Myers Briggs, but I'm an ENTJ, and those are crazy. So, oh, I'm an INTJ. Oh, are you? Oh my gosh, I love INTJs. We're supposed to take over the world together. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> yep. I'm an INTJ. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. That's cool. And, and so, I guess you create systems to to accentuate what your personality type is, right? I don't know. I'm just throwing things well, out there. INTJs and ENTJs historically are like hyper-focused on efficiency. So we'll do whatever it takes to be the most efficient. And in my experience, systems are what are most efficient. So that's the reason for their, for me. At least. Okay. Any drawbacks to being an INTG? Um, what? IN, what is it? IN... He's, an, he's an INTJ. I'm INTJ. INTJ, sorry. <laughs> it's INTJ. all good. I'll send you the link. You can take yours off there. I will, I will. <laughs> Perfect. Um, drawbacks. Yes, I am uh, insensitive, impatient, um, bl- like blunt. But I, I mean, I call it as I see it. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, that's my, those are my shortcomings. Okay. No, no, I'm just wondering. Like- <laughs> <laughs> you keep going and going. Yeah, I can keep telling you my flaws. I have them written down. Yeah. <laughs> Working okay. on them. <laughs> That's cool. But, but knowing all these things, it helps because you can, you know, set up your business accordingly. Right. And you yes. love, and you love outsourcing everything that you can outsource, I guess. And I, I love my people. I don't like a lot of people cause, but like my crew, like the people in, in my world, I freaking love, you're laughing at me. No, it's the truth. Cause I'm just kind of the same way. Like I have the circle and then you have, you know, people outside the circle, you know, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And how, and, I have to ask this question. How does it, how is it being like a woman in the world of real estate investing? It doesn't phase me. Um, and people actually ask that a lot. Or like, I hear women like, it's so hard being in this industry. And I'm like, I've never felt that. However, I have come from six years in the army where I was the only like woman in my 750 man unit at one point. So, and I grew up with brothers and my, well, one brother and my dad, treated me like he's like you know he trained me like <laughs> like a little athlete so i'm i'm not phased i don't know no, i don't think it makes sense okay and, and so on that and the, the training note like i see you're like you're really into fitness and how how has that helped you with your um, real estate investing uh i think it's just overall like discipline you know, it's, it's kind of like a whole list and I'm not, I'm not perfect by any means. Like I fall off just like everyone else, but overall it's, you have to be a whole person. If you take care of your body, like what's the point of investing in real estate and like getting tons of money to die young because you haven't done anything healthy for yourself your entire life. So yeah, no, I love, I love fitness and endorphins are so cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's oh man, yeah, I love fitness as well. Like, I, I <laughs> my endorphins are about to go crazy because I worked that late. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so I guess like you know I, I follow people like The Rock you know and he's like doing these insane workouts but he's like doing like 10 movies at the same time and all these different shows and like how did it, but he always finds time for his workouts and that's like a very that's like a crucial part of what he does and so and I, I guess you, you're the same you always find time no matter what to get your workouts in yeah I feel I feel crappy if I don't and it's it's all about building the habit though because it's, you know, people aren't naturally like that, but it's like, if you are disciplined in the beginning and build the habit before you know it, you just do it and you don't have to force yourself anymore. It's just a thing that you do. I'm so happy you brought that up. I feel like shit when I don't work out. That's, that's <laughs> like you just feel like shit when you don't work out. Like mm-hmm. mahogany really, my wife's into fitness. She's like a personal trainer. She really put that discipline on me and now it, it just resonates. So yeah. It's awesome. Meal preps and everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you do like a meetup over there, like uh, in in Fayetteville. You said Fayetteville, yes. and it's like it's like beer and real estate. What do you call it? Pints and properties. Wait, pints, pints and properties. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Come on. <laughs> beer. Are, I love it. Pints and properties. Are y'all virtual right now? Um, we started back up in person. We do. We do stream it though, uh, and. Yeah, and I have a checklist, of course, which I have <laughs> prepped in my draft. So if anyone wants to start their own pints and properties, a million percent support it. And I have, I'll just send it right out and start your own anywhere. Okay. Dang, I okay. wanted to hop in on the Fed, Bill. I thought you guys were virtual, but never. No, well, I mean, we are. So if you follow Five Pillars Realty Group on Facebook, we, we Zoom it and we stream it to Facebook Live. So it's on the second saturday of every month at 3 30 <laughs> eastern time. 3 30 eastern oh okay cool yeah. cool and it's so um, pints. go ahead <laughs> so what is what is your favorite beer um i really like stone ipa oh really i love ipas or the elysian space dust i think i, I hope i said that right people are laughing on the other i, know, I never <laughs> i never had that <laughs> one what kind of beer is that one uh it's another ipa oh okay so you're an ipa girl I like them, yeah. More right. bang for your buck, too, with that percentage, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so you yeah. Get, like, <laughs> you don't have to drink a bunch. You just drink a couple and you're good to go. Very hoppy, hoppy. That's right. Um, so so what was that? What was the bigger pockets effect like? I mean, were your DMs going crazy? Oh, I, still, I haven't gotten through them. <laughs> so bad. Wow. I, well, I, I'm pr- I caught up with Instagram, which is great, and Facebook, but bigger pockets messages is the one that I have not touched in far too long and linkedin also i haven't touched that but i'm gonna do it tomorrow morning doing it linkedin's filled with spammers yeah but occasionally there's a couple good ones in there but yeah. i agree uh 98 spam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what is your major source of like um networking use like from the social medias facebook instagram or, or whatever for networking as in like get attracting people to meetups or how or like clients or what I guess yeah. deals deals okay um deals is a couple of things so we we love our wholesalers actually a lot of people don't like wholesalers but we have a couple who like we've kind of trained in what we're looking for and it's great because they get off market deals and our MLS is pretty saturated right now like it's hard to get a property without highest and best and then you're overbidding and it's crazy. So wholesalers, which we bring them in, you know, to our meetups and we love on them and, you know, come on, come do whatever you want with us, be our friend. 
And the other thing is too is courthouse properties. And I talked about this on bigger pockets, but it's really, really big for us because our courthouse is not, it's archaic and they don't connect to the MLS. They don't connect online at all. And so we discovered this, Daniel Kidd actually, the same one with the Airbnb, you should talk to him maybe. Um, but he discovered that no one, like it's so much work because you have to check, physically go there and check the books and they're, they don't have property addresses. They have numbers and so you have to go to like three different places to find this property. It's terrible, but it's great because no one wants to do it because it's so much work. So um, Dan actually created the six system. He like has a checklist that we now just make our interns. So so much free labor from this interns. It's so great. And <laughs> so we have them go and check and pull the list and give us the list of new properties. And then Dan will go around and look at all the properties and add them to our, our own MLS. Um, so we do deals like that too. Wow. Found something hard that nobody else wanted to do. I love it. That's smart. People are lazy. I love it. (laughs) How do you get interns to work for you? Uh, The greatest thing ever. So it's called the career skills program. It's in the army and not many people know about it. Actually, I've found that they don't use it that much, but what the army will do is if their command approves, they will release soldiers six months prior to them getting out of the army and the army will continue to pay them full time and they can work with whatever company they want to. And so I made sure that five pillars was logged as a CSP program. Like I put in the the legwork to do that. And now we have like six interns right now, like three more on the way with so much free labor. It's amazing. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, I got one under me right now. So yeah, through that, through that same program. Yeah. My my brother in law. So yeah, you're right. it's a good program. It's so great. Thanks. Okay, and um, so you have employee employees too, right? Yes. And so how is how is that? Everybody's afraid to hire people. That's like the number one fear. How do you, how do you handle that? I I like it makes too much sense not to. You can't you can't do it all yourself. And your strengths are not equal to everyone else's strengths. So like what I was talking about before, it's like I stick in my twenty percent. You guys know the eighty twenty principle. Yep. Yeah. So I stay in my 20% and my 80 goes to people whose my 80 is their 20. And then the growth is just so much faster. Like, I mean, I didn't get into real estate until, you know, 20 November, 2017, almost 2018. And it's 2020 and but like a company and, and it's not because of me, I'm not great. My people are great. <laughs> so I'm all about hiring for sure. So you think as a business owner instead of working in the business? Yes. So I'm big on air game and ground game as well. Um, so people work in the business so much. A lot of times they forget to work on the business. And so I think it's really important to schedule time. I'm all about time blocking and calendars as well. Reminders on the calendar to take the time to lift yourself out of the business and look at yourself, look at the whole business from a different perspective because you can get so in the weeds that you're missing something really important. Um, if that makes sense. Can you break down the 80, 20 rule for the listeners? Sure. Yes. Uh, so it essentially says that 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. And so if you put all of your efforts into the 20%, the result is just tenfold as opposed to a lot of people will do the opposite and they will work on tasks that are more 
easy to knock out, not that important. They get to check something off their little checklist, but it, that doesn't matter. It's like you have to identify like the priorities and knock the attack the priorities first. That makes sense. Yeah, it's a fact. I love it. <laughs> cool. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so oh man so so as far as like sharing and helping others you were even saying you like you you'll make um ways you'll you'll tell people about deals you'll share deals you'll share this and that because you don't you're not like uh you're you're afraid to you know share things you 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 benefit by by sharing as much as you know no scarcity mindset that's really big and that's something on my team as well like with my agents and and investing it's like the minute i hear the like what about me or you know, that kind of person, mm -mm. no, like team sharing everyone. Yeah. That, so that's the thing with employees, red flags, like crush them. You know what I mean? <laughs> can't, <laughs> you can't let it, you can't let it slide. Oh, nice. And what made you want to be an agent? I have a question oh. about that. Go ahead. I didn't really want to be an agent. I, um, I just needed a way to increase my active income to fuel my passive and real estate is amazing as an agent that it is the only job that I know of where you can know nothing <laughs> and still create like an entire business. Like that, that's the weird thing about real estate. And actually what I'm learning about life is like, no one knows what they're doing. So if you just kind of go in there and figure out what makes sense and say things with confidence and you can just fake it until you make it for real. That's what I did my first year. Oh, wow. So now I have a question. I'm for so you. honest. <laughs> that's so not, that's honest. great. I have a question for you because like I, the, the agent thing, do you feel like it's helped you on your way on how, how you are now, where you are now? Do you feel like being an agent helped you? Absolutely. But not in the way that most people think. It's not because it's helped me be a great, like an investor, although it has, like I'm really good at pulling, you know, comps and CMAs and IRBs and all of the things that, I'm quick about it and I'm very confident in my numbers. Um, but I mean more in the fact that I hate, I hate that for me personally, I don't like trading my time for a fixed amount of income. I, that's one of the things I hated about the army is that like, I knew I had to wait, Oh, let's wait two more years before I get looked up for promotion. Even if you're doing a ton of work and you're excelling and all these things, but with real estate, it's really cool because you can hustle your way into making way more money and then expediting your ability to invest because you, you know, it's all about your hustle and your ability to succeed. That's amazing. May I ask how old you are? I just turned 30. Just turned 30. And you have how many doors? 51? 51. 51. It'll be 52 when we split it. But. Wow. How, how many doors do you want to have and what's your um i guess what's your plan what's your goals that's so funny you ask i'm having a 30 year old crisis about it uh, <laughs> <laughs> so i don't really care about like i don't have a number of doors that i want to do i've shifted very much over the past couple years like i mean since i started it was all about financial freedom and income and money and like i have to not have to trade my time for money and now it's like i have i have enough uh so now it's more of the fact of what fulfills me? What am I passionate about? Where do I get to have creative outlets? That's what another reason why I love Airbnbs is because it turns into like an art project in a way. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm moving to Charlotte and my team is expanding in Charlotte. One of my amazing Michael Glassby, he's amazing. You should get him on here too. But he is 
in Charlotte currently, and I'm moving there, and we're creating another Five Pillars Realty Group there. Excited about that. I'm getting into business with one of my good friends who's a photographer, and we're going to go and film real estate conferences. No one in the world knows that yet, so you're the first. And yeah, and then I'm going to figure out what I want to do that's meaningful and provides value to the world. Man, I love that. I I can't wait to hit that point. Congratulations. That's dope. And and so have you have you set up your your business where you could like easy easily pass it on to like someone else run it for you like hundred percent that you don't have to do anything? You're my real estate company, not my investments. Oh, it, yeah, one? either either or, you know. Yeah. So my besides the rehab projects, the rest of my portfolio is either ran by the prop, one of the property managers. So that's very hands off, unless there's a problem. But a lot of a lot of mine, I mean. I, now I do deals with partners because it's fun. It's more fun to do stuff together with your, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I mean, like if I got hit by a car, you know, Dan or Mike, who I do a lot of deals with, would pick up the phone. And my real estate company, Five Pillars Realty Group, I actually passed off about a month ago to look, because I'm moving. So um, I, I'm no longer the one who's running the business and it's a super strange feeling, but yeah, so yeah, if I got hit by a truck, I'd be okay. Well, I well. wouldn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. This is really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, oh, Five Pillars Realty Group, did you come up with that name? Um, It was it's a weird story. It was a group effort. Almost everything that I do is a group effort. Okay. And it stands for, so it's NCAP. It's an acronym because Army, obviously, everything is an acronym. Actually, that's probably not obvious. But <laughs> uh, NCAP encapsulates what we stand for, and it's education, network, creativity, action, and perseverance. So those are like the five pillars to our success. NCAP, yeah. I like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess I, I guess what I was saying, like, because, I mean, financial, have you reached, you, you feel you reached financial independence already? Technically, I mean, I don't need almost anything to live. I live in a one bed, one bath apartment. I don't, I don't care about material things. So yes, sorry, I talk a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so you're a minimalist. I am. I don't need things. That is cool. That is cool. Do you listen to the minimalists, by the way? I don't. Oh, it's a great mm-hmm. podcast, The Minimalists. Yeah, you you dig it for real. Okay. Because um, and it's cool because I. In a way, you're attaining more and more assets, you know, yet you live a minimalistic lifestyle. It's kind of mm. like a, you know, contradiction. It's a good one, a good one. So so being that, I guess you said you like to, you see where you're, um, you know, go more towards what your create, creativity takes you, I guess, and do things more that, that um, stokes the fire. I don't know. Yeah. And, 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 so, and so that's what I was saying. If you could, your businesses could run like without you totally, yeah. but you know, per, you know, fill your bank account, of course. And then um, you can just feel free, you know, you'd be free to do whatever you, whatever your passions are. Which I'm trying to explore right now. It's very weird. Cause I've been, I'm so hyper-focused that it's like super weird not to be in the grind. Um, but I started taking salsa lessons. I'm taking Spanish. I'm doing a philosophy class. Um, I'm doing pottery on Thursday. What is my life? It's so weird. But yeah. <laughs> that's no, that's living good. right there, though. That's living. <laughs> like, for real, for real. You can take some salsa classes, you know. I love that. You know, you can just live. <laughs> and, and so have and, – and, and I heard you explain in a bigger pockets, too. Like, 
how you're you when you make these systems these rules these checklists you're not making them for yourself you're making it for someone else to be able to do so in other words you're building a business that you could you could really you could sell that business right if you wanted to yeah and that's what the ultimate goal is to be (laughs) to be able to to build something that that you could actually sell Right. And a lot of people don't do that because they, they're like, they remain the bottleneck in the whole business and there's not a business to sell, you know what I'm saying? Unless they sell right. themselves, which is, you know, but that's cool how you're designing it like that. Even if it does hurt to let go of your babies or whatever, <laughs> 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 but that's cool. If you found some other passion that you stuff you wanted to dive into, you have something that you, that's valuable and you could, boom, here you go. This is the business this is how much it costs. And, and then you'd, you'd bounce. Totally. That, that's how you're supposed to do it. Right, Micah? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm still working on that. I like that. You can just sell it, you know. So, Micah, I don't you purchased. For the record, I don't want to sell. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So, so when I was talking, uh, texting with Micah, he like got excited when I was talking about the whole hiring, the employment process, and stuff like that. What what kind of stuff did you want to ask her about that onboarding people and everything? Oh, I didn't have nothing. No, I already asked. Remember, because I was like, how many? Uh, did I ask that, or you asked it? Uh, one of us did. Uh, yeah, I thought you did. Because what I, what I thought was cool how you were how you were able to manage people. You make them do you make them take the Myers Briggs test. Is that what it is? And the disc, both of them. So you the disc assessment. It's the Tony Robbins one. So I do. Hmm. We do both. Yeah. Really, I never thought to do that. I'm going to write that one down. The disc assessment <laughs> by Tony Robbins. Huh? And, and how did you how did you learn to like start utilizing those when, with hiring people and people working together and stuff like that? Uh, Principles by Ray Dalio. So the he does baseball cards. We do baseball cards. Every I'm not smart. I just read things and then I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So when people onboard, like we have again system checklist all that stuff but one of the things is uh, you have to fill out your baseball card which has your disc at the top your motivators um and your avoids so like motivator you know maybe it's recognition and avoid is maybe like small talk something like that just so people can get like a quick snapshot and then it has your myers-briggs and your disc on it and they're just like literally right by their workstation so yeah that's cool so you have like an office space where they work together or what yeah, for my for my actual my five pillars realty group, yeah, we have an office space, but it's super free flow and like ridiculous, like dartboards, like space puzzles, and you know, <laughs> like a kegerator. <laughs> like it's, oh, it's nice! I want to work there. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many hours a week do you work? Um, I have no idea. You don't. I <laughs> so I, I normally wake up between four thirty and five thirty, which is why I was like, "This is late." When we started, it was eight thirty. Um, oh, okay. and, and then I do like my morning routine, which I've fallen off of kind of recently as I've had this life crisis. But I'm getting back on. Where you know, do your silence. So if you guys read Miracle Morning, it's like my favorite mm. book ever. It's on and, my list. <laughs> it's so it changed my life. It really did. Um, so yeah, miracle morning and then gym or run, whatever I want to do. And then after that, it's like jump in and I, I go full throttle all day, but it's fun for me. It's like a game. It's like a puzzle. So it doesn't feel like work. That's cool. Win the morning, win the day, something like that. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I fell off my morning routine too. I got to get back on it. (laughs) It's everything. Yeah. Sorry. Are you a voracious reader? Mm. I wish I was better. 
I've got a long way to go. Um, I, I do like reading though, for sure. And I, my book list is insanely long. I, I've listened more lately than I have been actually reading, which I want to get back to actually reading because I love to read and have one of my notebooks alongside it so I can write down anything that's like really good. And I, when I was really good about that, like I still love to go back and look at those notebooks and just flip through because it's all the key points that were impactful to me about these books that are amazing. So, um, yes. I have a question. Because I always have a question about reading and listening. Yes. Yes. Which one do you think produces more action out of you, reading something or listening to it? A million percent reading for me because of the notebooks. And not only do I take notes on what's cool, like a good, you know, nugget that I never want to leave, but I have another notebook that's like my running to-do list. So whenever I'm like, oh, I should do that, I just jot it down. And then I can take that notebook, go to my computer and just execute. It's all about like immediately implementing or else you won't, you won't do it. You'll never go back. Fact. I always tell people that's why I love reading because it makes it's immediate action. Like you yes. have to take action on this. All I love yes. yeah. Now, do you read mostly um, uh, real estate or business books? I have up until this point, and now I'm shifting into other books. But actually, I'm reading. I don't know if this is a. It's the Infinite Game by Simon Sinek, and it's. Uh, well, I like. So I don't know. It's, I guess it's kind of a business book. I guess. I guess, yes. What's it called? Uh, the Infinite Game by Simon Sinek. He was the one who read or wrote Leaders Eat Last, which is an amazing book. But this one is really cool. And granted, I just kind of started. But it talks about when you are building a company, building a business, how your vision and your cause of the company has to be so big that it carries, you know, well beyond you and well beyond leaders as they leave the organization. It has to be big enough to support infinite progress. If that makes sense. It's, wow. it's cool. It's really cool. Oh, I love that. I love that. And um, who, do, who do you idolize like in the business world? That's a great question. I, I love David Osborne, which is funny. My name is Shelby Osborne, but he, we're not related. He's one of the co-authors of The Miracle Morning Millionaire. And I also, Mike, Mike Bosby, actually, he's, he's one of my agents and we partner on a ton of deals, but I always look to him for, gosh, he just is, he's a machine. He's a freaking machine. (laughs) So I don't know um, if that, I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. And, and then right when you were, of course, when you were telling me about the, you know, build a business to be where it'd be like infinite, you know, run without you or whatever. I automatically thought of Steve Jobs. That came to my, that came mm-hmm. to my mind, you know, because yeah. it was his vision and his drive. I mean, it wasn't, he didn't know, uh, you know, he wouldn't know how to program a computer, but he, that was his, you know, vision and drive and, and just carried on. The company is just humming without him. And, um, and so, yeah, that's why I was asking like, and, and yeah, I don't, yeah, that's what I was asking. And what, one more question, like like with the books, with the business and the real estate books, because I, I find myself getting to real heavy into that at times, and then I'll get into like a philosophy type phase, you know what I'm saying? Love it. And, and, so, and so are there any books or any like things that you, you read that have nothing to do with business and, and real estate that have, but have inspired you big time and being successful? I love Jordan Peterson recently. I don't know if you guys have listened to him or read. He, he wrote 12 Rules of Life, and I think it's fantastic. 12 Rules uh, of Life, you said? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I can't, I cannot get enough of him. He's great. Um, what else? I don't, I don't know. I've been listening, honestly, I've been listening to some really weird stuff lately. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, Joe Rogan, everyone listens probably. Oh, Joe yeah, I love Joe. love Joe. But like specifically about, I don't know, meaning and different ways of thought and, I don't even know how to say what I'm trying to say, but yes, philosophy, sure. Okay. You listen to Tim Ferriss too? <laughs> no, I should probably. You don't? Oh, okay. Yeah, you love no. you love listening to his show. He gets really <laughs> philosophical about everything. Of course, he has a lot of friends in the business and tech and all that stuff, but he's like, I mean, just he's a stoic. He calls he's trying to be a stoic. Yes. I love stoic reflections on on like Instagram. I try to only follow ones that I like that build me up. So stroke reflections is one of them for sure. Oh, nice. Nice. And so, um, you said plans to be like, um, do you like, what were you saying? Like seminars or type stuff like that? Or you wanted to do, um, what was it called? You said earlier in the show, like your future plans and, and where, where it's taking you, you want to do like, well, just stuff that's like meaningful and okay. impactful to people so i don't know what that looks like yet oh you're talking about conferences probably. conferences that's what i couldn't think yeah. of. yeah <laughs> one of my good friends alex felice i don't know if you guys know him but he's in the real estate world too but he is a photographer and very talented photographer and my strength is like systems and logistics and figuring out and his is like creative let's take pictures and so our powers combined we want to go do a couple things. One is go to all of the real estate conferences or even like FinCon and whatever we can. And he goes and takes pictures and I'll like plan all of the pieces of it and then do like blogs and videos of the conferences. And then also another project we want to do is link up with like multifamily big time syndicators who are trying to raise money and help them film pieces of their projects to send to investors to raise private capital. Oh, nice. And obviously, you plan on using TikTok in that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been on TikTok. I don't even okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you now, I, you know, I, they dragged me kicking and screaming into Instagram, and I really never got into it big time, you know, and I kind of see what, the, the, what it could do. Yeah. But, but we had guests on the show last week, and, they're, um, and there's, it's a couple. They have a place out, and it's called Conkin, Texas, by the Rio Frio, like a little east of San Antonio, about an hour and a half. And it's just, and they bought this four-acre, you know, plot of land. They came with three tiny homes and two log cabins, which were totally destroyed. They had to build them and fix them. And it was like a whole story. But they started, yeah. they started um, doing everything uh, recording everything on tiktok and they built their i mean it's it's crazy because yeah it's crazy they 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 filmed they they re refurbished everything made them beautiful and and they said they and they do airbnb obviously and and vrbo and and, and direct bookings that's the thing and so now they're almost 100 percent direct bookings and 70 percent of the people that book with them over 70 percent come from tiktok dude and i'm like I'm like what uh. the hell is tiktok man i never <laughs> even I hate Instagram. I hated Instagram. I'm like, already, there's another one now. Anyways, I started in the last couple of days dabbling in. I was like, holy shit, this thing is awesome. You can just throw, you can throw like 10 videos on there 
yeah. and it groups them together. It edits them for edits them for you. It puts music to them, and then it's like, oh, I did. It seems like something that you know you could do, take you like ten hours to do, and TikTok yeah. does it in like five seconds. You're like, holy crap! Yeah. There's so much power in this. And like you said, when the we're gonna go to the FinCon, you're gonna go to this and that, or, and and make these videos, throw them on the TikTok, boom, and it, and it promotes them all over the freaking world. It's not like IG. IG will give it to like ten percent of whoever's one of your friends and shit. But this right. thing, this thing pumps it out. That's why you see the hundred thousand views, meet you know really quickly, and all this TikTok stuff. So if, you, if you want to explode, yeah. and it's like the best kept secret right now. I know it's I know it's getting bigger, but to get me on there and I'm loving it, and I hate freaking social media. It's 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 game changer. I just wrote it down. Yeah, TikTok. I'm gonna do what it. I want to say. Yes, like, like to grow your pillars, it'd be yeah. you put that on TikTok. It's crazy. Like real estate is huge on TikTok. Like I is mean, it? oh yeah, like you meet lenders on there, agents, investors. Like I'll be like, dang, like mentor. Like yeah, real estate on TikTok. What's your plan? What? Like, <laughs> yes, we're the Chinese. I stopped, I stopped using it, but it's like when you get on there, but. It, it depends on what you like. Like if you go through it, just like a bunch of real estate stuff, like I did, like, yeah, I learned so much on TikTok, just scrolling through, finding people, cool. wholesalers, anything you want on TikTok. It's crazy. Damn. Okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. but 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 i I think i think it's so powerful that you're gonna eventually just throw away the other facebook ig whatever the hell it's just i think it's gonna be that powerful but just dabble with it i think you'll love it and it's it's really i mean like i said it's coming from me i hate social media but it's it's just it's too good to i was like wow this is yeah yeah and it's for for a creative type it's for a creative it's it's built for a creative person so yeah. if you love the, the creating, you know, mm-hmm. content and stuff like that, you could do it in like 10 seconds, 10 minutes. You know, you don't have to sit there with, with a Windows Movie Maker and start chop, chop, you know, push this. Right. It just makes it so simple. And it's like, where have you been all my freaking life? So <laughs> there, I can't talk enough about it. I'm, I'm, okay. a, I'm a TikToker. I'm a freaking 40-year-old TikToker. Anyways, <laughs> it's got its hooks oh, yeah. in me. Please, please don't, please don't cancel it, Donald Trump. Please don't cancel it. Um. <laughs> Anyways, favorite part of what's your favorite part of real estate? What's your worst part of real estate? Because I heard you on the show say you really don't like real estate. I don't. I heard you say that on our. On well, the- it's not that I don't like real estate. It's that I don't. I don't. It could have been anything. So it's it's a vehicle. Real estate is like a vehicle for meeting goals. It's not like I care so much about houses. It's like I got in here to real estate for financial. I didn't have to trade my time for my money. You know and. That's what I meant by, I don't like real estate. You're like, a couple people have mentioned that. (laughs) Uh, So I love what you're able to create. That's my favorite thing about real estate is that like the world is completely yours and you can do whatever you want to build an empire or business or whatever. And like, it's so freeing. It really is. And my least favorite thing uh, is probably, well, I there's so many things I shouldn't say that I just say anyway. My least favorite thing is clients. When, like, I like to make people happy. Like, I'm really proud of, like, our team and amazing. And, and at the end of the day, like, a lot of people are, most people are happy. But it's still, I get pissed when there's someone who's, like, not 100% happy. And so I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Be happy, damn it. Be happy, damn it. Yeah. It's a beautiful world. Be happy. (laughs) 
it's just I guess you can't please. I mean, some people you just can't, can't please, please no matter what, right? Yeah. They don't even they don't even know what they're looking for most of the time, probably. Yeah. So wow. do you help them figure out what they want? You know? Oh my gosh, our screening is very intense. Yeah. Like when, especially the investors with regular residential buyers, we're like a lot sweeter, but investors will waste your freaking time. So I don't even talk to them. Gosh, those phone. I don't talk to them on the phone. People hit me up. I get their email address and my whole team does this. They send a questionnaire first and the questionnaire is pretty like, what's your criteria? How many deals have you done? What are your goals? What's your timeline? Like what's your financing? Like all these things. And if they don't have their shit together, don't waste it. Like we'll give you tools. We'll tell you where to go to find the right answers. But like, if they don't know what they want, how am I supposed to help? Like you're going to run me around and not buy anything. So until you figure your own shit out, don't, you know what I mean? That's real talk. <laughs> That's real talk. That, now, could you find me a good, a decent Airbnb over there for like a decent price? I mean, I don't even know what prices in Fayetteville are, but you're going to move, you'll be moving to Charlotte anyways, right? I'm moving to Charlotte. My team's but, still here though. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't work with clients anymore right now anyway. My, when leads come in, I send them to my team. Um, but I mean, yeah, the deal. So this is, this is the numbers. Um, from the deal that I broke down on bigger pockets, it's right in front of my face. So we bought it for fifty-two thousand, and uh, repairs were fourteen. Furnishing was eight grand, and then all in was around. It was a little under eighty, and the ARV is one ten. So we, sh- we should be clean on the cash out for that. Oh, I love those numbers. Yeah, it's Fayetteville's awesome, dude. It's great. I love those numbers. Yeah. And so you turn it into an Airbnb. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. It is. That's one of the ones that the rehab's done and we're undergoing the refi right now. And so you got two, you said had two arbitrages also? How many? Four. Four arbitrage. And what, what got you into the arbitrage game? Well, opportunity. Just like it. So when you network and you meet people, people will call you and say, hey, I've got this. Anything. Can you do anything with it? And that's what happened. And the, the, the units are downtown studio lofts and they are gorgeous like all this exposed brick like the huge high ceilings and we're like this would be dope airbnbs and so that's literally how it happens and um we signed three-year leases at a fixed rate and then did the furnishing we did it through ashley's which gave us 100 percent um finance for the first 12 months with zero percent interest so then we just used the cash flow to pay off the furniture and we got it for you know how did now, how, now? This is my question. How did you know negotiate that three year deal? Uh, Mike Glassby, amazing, the one in Charlotte. Oh, we got to get, get on here. <laughs> He's so good, dude. He does subject twos. He can negotiate anyone. So, I mean, I'd give him my out. Like, if he asked me, I'd be like, okay, here you go. <laughs> He's that good. He really is. A three year deal with the oh man, that's that's beautiful. That is beautiful. And, and what, how long what, have you guys been doing arbitrage? Um, we got those in, I think it was a year now, like uh, October last year, maybe a little later. Do you know if COVID hit you guys hard or? COVID was great. Well, that sounds so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it over to me. (laughs) All right. I mean, mean, they flourished and, uh, I was worried. I was like that for in March. I was like, Oh no, Uh, but (laughs) but no issue. Our Airbnbs have done very well. Okay, so could you tell me about what what the rent is and how much you're making off of them? What's your return? Yes. So on a a 3-2, so in our market, a 3-2 will rent for 
900 to a thousand, like 950 in there. And our, that Airbnb for that, I usually after property management and after like the lawn care, I think since it's the property management takes out, I'll bring in about two grand. And then from there, I'll still pay my 700 bucks for the mortgage and some utilities. So I'll walk away with about a grand for my three, two. Okay. So hold on. You said they go for 900, like a night or. No, 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 for, oh. for long-term. I was okay. for long-term, you're looking at like 900 to a thousand. Okay. And I'm showing the comparison. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then after, for Airbnb, after property management, which for that, it's still the local one. So it's like 22 and a half because we negotiated. Then I'll bring in uh, roughly two grand, sometimes more, sometimes a little less, but on average about two grand. See, I'm now I'm interested in that market. Cause I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, if you see my object of list behind me, I'm selling all my <laughs> rentals in Texas. The taxes are too high. So I'm selling all yeah. my rentals in Texas and I'm going to another location in Arkansas and I'm getting like, like the first month I just finished a bird. We got 2000 months. So I'm like, why the hell am I in Texas? I'm just going to go over there. But it sounds yeah. like Fayetteville has it. What, what's in Fayetteville? Is it colleges? What, what's Fort Bragg. It's the largest military, military installation. Mm-hmm. And so people will come in for like promotions, retirements, graduations. Um, people will visit their soldiers, deployments, redeployments, like all of those things is the biggest pool. There's also two huge VA hospitals. So we get a lot of uh, traveling nurses and then also it's the direct halfway point between New York and Florida. So people stop. It's right off 95. No. I like that. So. Yeah. Cause I, I'm, I'm been going there air force bases too. Cause the ones I'm going, I'm hopping into there near air force bases. That is a major plug right there. Well, it's, I mean, it's getting more and more saturated every freaking podcast I go on though. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so beware it's, it's hard game to get into you might want to yeah. like mike is i think he's investing i think it's like wyoming or some state that's like no one middle of nowhere sorry yeah i mean yeah it's the middle of nowhere is what it is but yeah. i mean people drive through those places all the time yeah like, and he says it's crushing so um what he's doing out there the numbers are really i and i could have gotten that wrong maybe it's not wyoming but you can just ask him when he's on yeah send us his info <laughs> yeah i just like shamelessly plug my people <laughs> no 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 we'll have the whole five pillars uh crew on right. watch right. <laughs> so yeah. as, far, as far as those lofts how what how much what's the rent on those and what what are those making Mike knows those numbers better than me, but I, I think that we're bringing home about, it's not as good. We're bringing home about 500 per, which is still great. great. Like I'm yeah. fine. I'm happy with it. But like our single thing, like our three twos do really well in this market. But it's, it's funny with the arbitrage game. Cause you said like, it's not as good, but like people that do regular long-term rentals, they pray for making $500 cash yeah. flow. And totally. then, and with arbitrage, I mean, you're not even, you don't have to buy the place. You don't have to do nothing. It's already fixed and ready to go. If something breaks, you call the manager. Hey, come fix yeah. this shit. And yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's a brilliant play. I mean, mixed with, you know, rentals to build wealth and stuff too. I think it's exactly. a good to have both, you know. Yes. I, uh, I, I love the arbitrage play just for that. It's just straight cash, cash return. Get your cash. And then you can take that and buy rentals if you want to. Hell, it's whatever you want to do. So yeah, definitely good play. But the three-year lease, that's definitely the way to go. Yeah. Cause you want to get every ounce of money out of that furniture that you can, you know, <laughs> Totally. and after three years, it's probably beat up pretty good. I think. Yeah. That's a good one. A three year lease. That's a good move. So the Burr B and B, well, you call it the Burr 
Burton B, Burton B, because we had talked yeah. about it on this show a while back. I was like, oh snap, she almost stole our thing because we always talk about the Burr B and B. Oh really? So, so explain to the explain to our our listeners real quick what the Burr and B is. Sure, it's uh, it's just the typical Burr strategy, but instead of a long term rental, you do a short term at the back end. But it's the buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat, and um, yeah, just instead of long, short. And now, and now here's one thing on that because the banks usually like to see if you have a renter in there. How do you how do you handle yeah. that situation? That's so funny. A couple of people from After Bigger Pockets asked me that. So what we do is we establish a long term lease with another company, and then that company is allowed to sublease. I like the way you do business. <laughs> Because I was telling people this in the Burr Invest group, and they were calling me crazy. They said I was a scammer. I was like, okay. Oh, really? Oh, shit. <laughs> Publish that then. <laughs> they got on my ass about that. I saw I made a YouTube video about it. They were like, no, you can't do that. That's a scam. I'm like, it's a scam? It, you do it with a corporate lease all the time. But yeah. 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 It's 100% legal. <laughs> but, <yeah>. YOLO, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. oh man so so um yeah yeah i mean we, we appreciate you hopping on the show this has been i mean there's so many different things you're doing and, it's, and you're, you're kicking ass on all of them and i guess the major theme is you're putting the like people the uh, really talented people in the right spots to accomplish all this stuff i'm so lucky i have the best people in my life for real love them yeah and i have one last question for you if well, you had one tip of advice for someone starting out new, wanting to get into real estate, what advice would you give them? You can't replace the work. So one of my favorite um, sayings lately is be weary of wisdom that you did not earn. So what I mean by that too is like when you're starting out, you have to read the books. There's no shortcut. Read the books, listen to the podcast, study, get on the calculators, run numbers, practice. Like, you, if you're going to be successful, like you have to put in the work that it takes. A lot of people are always looking for a shortcut. There's no shortcut. Work hard. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for hopping on. This has been like uh, <laughs> one of my favorite episodes of all time. Um, where can people find Shelby Osborne? Where can they get in touch with you or follow you and all that stuff? TikTok starting tomorrow. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but for real, uh, Real Estate with Shelby Osborne on Instagram and Facebook, same Real Estate with Shelby. And I mean, you can email me, Shelby Osborne or fivepillarsrealty.com. Fivepillarsrealty.com is a good place too. That's it. Is it the number five or is you have to spell it out five? Spell it out. Five. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you so much for hopping on. And um, yeah, we wish you all the success in the world and taking over the world, you know. Thank you. This has been really really good because I just got into doing the bird with the Airbnbs and this is really helpful. So thank you for coming Uh, on. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. (laughs) <laughs> all right we'll have, we'll have fun and then keep kicking ass thank you bye see Peace. ya all right that was shelby osborne that was a damn good episode dog i was over here taking notes writing down book names uh yeah i'm about to i'm actually in the middle of the refi i just started my refi yesterday so i'm ready to hop back in um man she gave me some good ideas on hard money so that was a good episode Private money. Yeah, that too. Knowing a lot of people that trust her and everything. Just a good reputation. That's that's the thing, man. Just have that, keep up that reputation and then the doors will open for you.
That's a fact, man. That's a fact. And she's tell, just like, yeah. Tell she's everybody just, what you're doing. Everybody, yeah. Everybody. That's cool, man. So you're hopping out of Texas, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to let Texas go, man. Texas is cool. The only thing I'm doing in Texas is arbitrages in my primary home. Other than that, I'm going to let my cash flow over there pay for my lifestyle in Texas. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I got to let Texas go, dog. I love it. But the property tax, it's like you can make money in Texas. Not a doubt. You can make money here. But I'm like, man, I know on market over here, what, and I'm making two, three times, you know, it's no point of, you know, sticking around. Let's just go over here and start making money. So that's how I'm looking at it. I guess the one thing that always irks you is that your primary, you're not making no money with your primary, but you always wanted to buy something that had like something in the back that you could rent out, right? To cover the mortgage. Yeah, man. It's funny. And this one thing I'm, I'm going to give y'all a tip on real estate. Stay focused on one thing and, and stay on that because I'm going to tell you what happened because that opportunity presented itself to me. So my boy Jay sent me a, a, a listing. It's a three bedroom, three bath, triplex. Mm. So I ran the numbers on it. It was, you get a triplex, three bed, three bath, you move into one unit and you can rent out each unit by room. Oh. There's a primary bedroom. So if you rent, you'd be, you'd make $5,000 a month renting by room, $700 per door per private per private room without a bathroom. And then the ones that had a private bathroom were now out for 1100. I'm like, dang, man, this looks real good. And I started looking at my objective list. I'm like, I, I, I had house hack on there. But then if you notice that I, I have a new objective list with nothing crossed out that I created a new one. Cause I'm like, man, let me focus in on what I want to do right now. And that's doing these birds, man. You know what I mean? I was about to hop into that, but I'm like, we just refinanced this house. The payment went down, not really messed up about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then my, my assets are paying for my liabilities, you know, my uh, car notes, my uh, student loans. So yeah. So house hacking is off of it, off my list right now. But I mean, once I 1031 exchange this condo, you know, it might come back, but man, the cash flow is too good over there. You know what I'm saying? Like Texas is surrounded by states that can make some money. Like Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana, man, you can make some money. So I'm just like, man, it ain't no point of steady buying here. And then yeah, if you're comfortable flows, there, yeah, why not? Why up, just, you know, yeah. and then the cash flow just the cash flow is good in Texas. Just man, when you damn taxes, taxes yeah. damn near what three thousand dollars this year on one property. Man, that's like the taxes for three years we're over where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't and, that's, and that's your small property, right? Your condo, right? Yeah, that's my condo. So I'm about to 1031 that bad boy and hop on out. Yeah, I'm about to yeah, go get man. it fixed up and then uh, hop out, hopefully get something. I can cash flow two, three, two thousand a month because this, you know, my new, my, my burr that I'm doing, I'm refinancing now. Dude, <laughs> we cash flow like two G's on it the first month. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm sitting here. Man, hell no, I'm out of Texas. I'll holler at y'all, man. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. That's then, awesome, man. Yeah. But how's your yeah. arbitrage going? Real One real quick before we hop out of here. Well, like I said, the first one's already, like I said, booked for 12 months. It's already set, you know, that's good to go. Yeah. So that's why I started another one. And that one has been um, booked since day one. So got this weekend booked 
and then got this week starting Wednesday all the way through the weekend booked. And then now I'm on, I'm boarding everything with um, local estates. So they're going to be handling it from now on. They're getting me on all the sites. And so hopefully, you know, we'll get a, I mean, I'd like to have another long-term with that one. That'd be nice. You know, to me, it's less worry. I thought, you know, they say uh, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Yeah. So I'd rather, yeah, that's, that's how I think, you know, I'd like to I'd get base hits and doubles all day long. I don't have to hit home runs, man. Straight up. And I have buddies, uh, I have buddies out there that are trying always, you know, trying different, like get rich things, this and that. And, trying to hit home runs every single at bat man it's like god dang man if you would have just but you know 10 years ago just went for singles and doubles man you'd be sitting pretty right now but you're always just always moving on to the next oh well this pyramid scheme's gonna work this time <laughs> like, that's what i oh. said man you gotta stay focused man you gotta be focused out here like you you really gotta find something to hone in on and stay focused on it don't don't let nothing all don't let the shiny new object distract you that's really what it is man and go out there and TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing Steve. Steve been TikTok. <laughs> yeah, you made a comment, right? Oh, you're all up on the TikTok now or something. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, he jumped right in. <laughs> yeah, you, you I didn't realize how it. freaking easy and user-friendly and, like, creative it was. It's, like, so cool, man. It's, like, shit, I want to TikTok everything now, man. It's a fact, man. It's addicting, man. And then there's some cool, there's people out there making some cool ass videos on it too. I just, I pull away from, I don't sit there and do it all freaking day. Like a lot of guys do, but it's powerful though. It's powerful. You're seeing a lot, a lot of eyeballs seeing your shit. Straight up, straight up. And eyeballs equals money signs. Yes, sir. That's what it equals. So, well, thanks for checking us out and uh, live that thrive at gmail.com. Hit us up. Yep. Live thrive at gmail.com. Um, Follow Mahogany Artists if you want to get your stomach slimmer and you want to get your pockets fatter, follow Live Let Thrive. Uh, so, yeah. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we are out. It was another good episode. Thanks, Shelby, for coming on. And that was a powerful interview. Peace. Later. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live Let Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.